Escape from New Age deception. Deceived people don't know they are deceived people. Most people who get into deception do so because they are biblically illiterate. Meaning that they don't know what God says about various issues. And that's why I recommend that each, each one of us should have a regular Bible reading plan that takes us through the Bible once every year. And when you do that, you get a whole picture of how God thinks and what he doesn't want us to be get, get involved in. And of course, the Holy Spirit can cause a scripture or a passage to jump out and speak to us directly. But the Bible is God's truth. And if we immerse ourselves in God's truth, then we are least likely, less likely to be deceived. Back in the late 90s, I met Paul Simpson, who was with the Four Gospel Businessmen's Fellowship in Wellington. And he was instrumental in helping to organise crusade meetings uh, for the late evangelist Bill Srebritsky, who I used to work for way back then. Paul had a powerful testimony which he shared with us and it was so powerful that we asked him to get it down in writing and Dove Ministries published his book in 1997 called Escape from New Age Deception. So back in the 1990s, he stole the title for my message this morning. How clever is that? Now, it's a gripping story. It's full of hope for those searching for spiritual truth. And after exploring Christian science, Hinduism, Spiritism and the occult, Paul and Alison Simpson finally found the Christian peace that passes understanding. Now, I won't be quoting from this amazing book today, but I recommend that you go online and order it. It's free. And it's a very powerful testimony of how someone escaped from the deception of New Age practices and false religion. All of Bill Sobritsky's books and all of his tapes and CDs, or uh, sorry, the, the tapes and CDs are all uh, free downloads now, and all his books are free. So you can get hold of some really tremendous material from the website www.dubministries.com. Another good friend of mine from Wellington, Selwyn Stevens, also published a book in the 90s called The New Age, The Old Lie in a New Package. So back in the early 1990s, I read that book, was familiar with it, and um, it's now been republished with a new, t a, new, a new cover, and it's available from jubileeresources.org and you can get it as an e-book e download. It's very, very good. He also published Treated or Tricked with his friend Dr. Badu Bedakaya, which diagnoses alternative health therapies. Both those books go together, New Age and Treated or Tricked. I studied those many, many years ago, and the strange thing is, that in the 80s and the 90s, we knew all about what was deception, what was new age, what modern 
therapies that were coming through were new age because we had studied them. Now, of course, there's a whole brand new generation that's coming into church that has no concept whatsoever of the danger of yin and yang and the Hinduism that is behind most new age things. In the forward to Salwan's book, The New Age, Dr. Richard Turnbull sums up exactly what I want to say this morning. We live in a world where people increasingly demand solutions to every problem which they experience in their lives. In the areas of health and healing, people recognise more and more that traditional Western medicine cannot provide solutions to all such problems. And the consumer demand has led to a dramatic rise in the numbers seeking alternative remedies and therapies. Therapies which are frequently based on divination. Hold that word, divination. And other occult practices. Sadly, involvement in such occult therapies is not limited to non-Christians. Many Christians are also seduced into alternative areas largely as a result of ignorance. The fact that a therapy such as acupuncture, and that's going to rattle a few cages, may work does not mean it is of God. Satan also can heal. Although demonic healing has different characteristics to the healing of the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to add here, myself personally, there is a cost to you and your family if you get involved in New Age occultic practices. There is a cost. Your family will pay for it. You may go to um, New Age healing and even apparently get healed. And then your son or your daughter goes off, off the wall and offline because a curse comes down upon you if you touch the occult. You know, there are basically three belief systems. Secular humanism, Eastern mysticism, and Christianity. Three big belief systems. And the different religions come in under, underneath those. Secular humanism is a Western belief it has been widely adopted by Marxists, communists, atheists, rationalists, and liberals. This is a system now being taught in our colleges, one way or another, which says man is all matter. He is neither a soul or a spirit. He has evolved out of nothing, and when he dies, he simply becomes dust again. He comes from nowhere and goes nowhere and man can solve his own problems. This, of course, is a lie from the pit of hell. And it is the opposite of what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that God created man in his own image and that man has an eternal destiny, either hell or heaven. The second main worldview is often called Eastern mysticism. 
It is also called pantheism or monism. And this embraces a whole range of mainly Asian or Oriental belief systems. Hinduism, Buddha, Baha'i. All is encapsulated under that term Eastern mysticism. In short, it says that man is all spirit. And that matter is really illusion. So if Craig, you believed in Hinduism, you're not really here. You're a spiritual being, but you're not really here in the flesh. Very strange religious teaching, some of that stuff. They believe that all existence is one, all is God, and so we must be God ourselves, or little gods. This belief system says that man can solve his own problems and save himself by meditation and by raising his own consciousness. To tap the forces of energy that are within him. They tell us that we've got energy within us and we can tap into it. And this is the basis of the New Age movement, which has been going since the the hippie age started, back in the 60s, 70s. And the New Age movement, which is really the old witchcraft from several centuries ago, come back in a modern form. The basis of it is Eastern mysticism. And it includes many of the so-called holistic healing therapies. Christianity is the third world view, the third major view, and it comes back to a belief in the God of the Bible and what he says. This is a belief which says man is both spirit and matter, spirit and flesh, and that he has a soul. The Bible says we were created in the image of God, and this reflects his triune, triune nature, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We are creations of God and not gods ourselves. The Bible teaches that we face a judgment for our actions during our life and that man cannot save himself. He needs a redeemer. Look at John 3, 3, 5 and 6. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. No one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So people that are in New new Age occultic things, Alida, you were down at Womad the other weekend. That would have been full of New Age occultism. I'm sure you would have noticed. Blind people leading the blind who think that they have become spiritual all of a sudden. But they can't become spiritual because they haven't got the Holy Spirit. So their spirituality is of the flesh, of their own mind and thinking and learning, or it's from a demon spirit. You know, until we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour, we remain spiritually dead. 
But once we accept Jesus, only then do we become born again to spiritual life. And if what we believe does not line up with the Bible, then we must repent and realign our thinking with God's word, for it is the truth. Now, one of the most things about, interesting things about New Age people and their writings is an obviously obvious expectancy of some sort of Messiah is going to reveal himself. I don't know if you're around in 1982, but this weird guy from Scotland called Benjamin Cream took full-page ads out in all the papers around the world, including New Zealand, saying that the Maitreya, the Christ, is coming, M-A-I-T-R-E-Y-A. Sadly, he didn't oblige by turning up. Now, the, the teaching about a new Messiah is coming from the New Age people is just completely off the wall, but thousands and thousands get sucked into it. It's claimed that he wafts in and out of some people's presence like a mist. And he's currently hiding in London while he's, he's waiting for another formal announcement. He claims to be the Christian's Christ, the Buddhist's Maitreya, the Jewish Messiah, the Muslim's Mahidi, and the Hindu's Krishna. Such is the strong deceptive powers he has, there are some gullible people who actually believe in him. Despite the possibility of such a hybrid deity, or profit the impossibility of someone like that even existing. But Jesus knew this was going to happen. Matthew 24, 5, 23, 24 says, His disciples came to him privately and said, Tell us, when will this all happen? What sign will signal your return and the end of the world? Jesus told them, Don't let anyone mislead you. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many. Then if anyone tells you, look, here is the Messiah, or there he is, don't believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform great signs and wonders, so as to deceive, if possible, even God's chosen ones. Now why do we know that if there's phoned us all up and said, I think Jesus has appeared on my farm. There was this lightning strike and the trees have been burnt and they all look like shapes of Jesus and I think he's here. Why would we say, go back to bed, Des? The reason is because Jesus can't suddenly appear on Des's farm, come back to rain, or out in the desert or anywhere else. Why? Because what does the Bible say? When Jesus comes again, he's going to come out in the clouds and every eye shall see him. Every eye. So whether it's night or whether it's daylight, we're all going to see Jesus coming. So he's not in, in, in the bush. He's not out on a boat. He's in heaven. And we will know when he's come. Now, that's enough about all this absurd, ungodly philosophy of the New Age religions. Today, I want to go through what many Christians believe are New Age activities and healing practices that are rooted in the occult. 
Firstly, let's look at what God has to say. Deuteronomy 8, 19-11, New Living Bible Translation. When you enter the land and you're speaking to Israel about what was going to happen when they moved into their new land, but he's also speaking to us. Listen carefully. When you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, be very careful not to initiate the detestable customs of the nations living there. For example, never sacrifice your son or daughter in a burnt offering. And do not let your people practice fortune-telling or use sorcery or interpret omens or engage in witchcraft or cast spells or function as mediums or psychics or call forth the spirits of the dead. Deuteronomy 18, 12 to 14 says, anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. So folk, people who are involved in New Age practices and New Age medicine are in fact detestable to the Lord. He still wants to save them because the word of God says he wants to save everybody. But what they're doing is detestable to him. So if we as Christians have a softness towards New Age stuff, we're giving a tick to the occult. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the God. It is because the other nations have done these detestable things that the Lord your God will drive them out ahead of you. But you must be blameless before the Lord your God. The nations you're about to displace consult sorcerers and fortune tellers, but the Lord your God forbids you to do such a thing. Folk, we are forbidden to look at horoscopes. We are forbidden to have our palms read. God forbids us as Christians to practice those things. Look what the New Testament says in Revelation, the last chapter of Revelation. Jesus says, all those who are victorious will inherit all these blessings. Those are the blessings of when Christ comes, we're going to be with him, and there are no tears, and there is no sickness. Those are the blessings. And I will be their God, and they will be my children. But cowards, unbelievers, the corrupt, murderers, the immoral, those who practice witchcraft, idol worshippers, and all liars, their fate is in the fiery lake of burning sulphur. This is the second death. Now don't get upset if I mention something you were once involved in and God forbid you or your family still are. Go home and look up the reference material that I've referred to and then ask God about it. And there is in-depth reference material about this whole subject. Dr. Kurt Koch has got a book that's about that big. It's like an encyclopedia of the occult and new age. It's a, it's a very powerful book. I read it many years ago. And Dr. Walter Martin, he's, who's dead now, he's got a website, Walter Martin. Just Google it up, and there is in-depth analysis of the false religions, new age, um, Jehovah's Witness, Mormonisms, all the, all the false cults. In-depth research there. However... I'm, going, I'm bringing you points which come out of the book by Selwyn Stevens on the New Age. Why? Because it's very simple for me to understand. 
I've read all the, the wider material, but to share it, I'm just making it clear and as simple as can be. Many alternative or holistic health practices sometimes work or appear to do so. The fact that many have no scientific or medical basis to them should at least make us curious. Christian medical experts in the past few years have noted that many alternative health areas have at their root psychic power and divination. Divination. What is divination? Divination is a spiritual discovery by biblically forbidden magical means. That means they are out of bound for Christians. So if you're trying to find out information through forbidden magical means, that's palm reading, that's horoscopes, that's going to see... Um, someone who speaks to the dead, etc. If you are seeking information from that, you are in trouble with the Lord. But let me be clear about that. Now, if you look up divination in your Bible concordance, you will find heaps of warnings against divination. Don't ever be involved with anything that is divination. Let's have a look at a few things. Acupuncture. This is based on the Chinese Taoist religion. With philosophy, sorcery and alchemy. Alchemy means metal thrown in for good measure. There is a basic belief from acupuncturist in a life force called Qi, capital C, capital H, apostrophe I. And it involves the opposing forces of yin and yang. You've all seen that funny little symbol, round circle, with a sort of a duck in black and a duck in white. The little symbol, the yin and yang symbol, which represents light and dark, good and evil. And it tries to bring harmony between man and his universe. Acupuncture claims that there are lines of meridians which allow the cosmic energy of chi to flow through our body as through all the universe. Leading acupuncturists and writers state this information. This is where it comes from. And when there is a blockage, they say, sickness results. So the needles of acupuncture are used to restore the balance, they say. These meridians have no relationship with nerves or blood vessels, and there is still no conclusive scientific reason why acupuncture should work despite years of research. Most writers who favour acupuncture rely on cosmic, spiritistic and occultic terms, which they adorn with pseudo-scientific labels. There is some evidence that acupuncture does alleviate pain. 
and it has been claimed that this is the main reason people go for this treatment. Even if pain relief is proven, this does not make acupuncture right. It seems that the treatment to be successful, the patient must put their faith in the practitioner and therefore not in God. To be honest, I do not understand why a Christian who has some pain in their leg or foot or what have you would go to an acupuncturist instead of one, obeying God, which says to call on the elders if you are sick and to be prayed for. Or do what I do and others I know do. Say, Lord, what is the entry point? I shared with a lady recently who'd been saying on uh, Facebook that she had been really ill with um, flu and sore throats and it was going on week after week after week and was saying, should I go to the uh, medical clinic and, and say, look, this is an emergency, I'm not getting healed, the antibiotics aren't working. I just asked that simple question. Have you asked the Lord, what is the entry point for your sickness? Had no idea what I was talking about, but I rang the person because I asked that question. Just out of curiosity, Lord, what is the entry point for this lady's sickness? And the Lord said, family anger. Family anger. As soon as I shared that with her, she said, oh my God, that is so true. I am really angry with my sister because I'm the only one that's become a Christian and she keeps putting me down all the time and I am angry with her. What do I do? I said, forgive her. Pardon her. Repent for the sin of anger. She did and within two to three days she was well. What is the entry point? Jan and I do that all the time. Drives Jan up the wall when I turn to her and say, when she's coughing or spluttering, what's the entry point, Jan? (laughs) Sure, we can laugh about it, but it's very, very real. Because if you are hearing the voice of the Lord, my sheep shall hear my voice, he will tell you. I shared with another lady uh, who who had uh, migraines and was having problems, and I said, what is the entry point? Ask the Lord. That lady asked the Lord, and the Lord said, stubbornness. Hmm. I don't know what it was she was stubborn about, but she repented the stubbornness, and the pain uh, dissolved. So I would rather do that, go to God, than go to an occultic practitioner for the answers. Astrology. It may be an innocent pastime for many people, horoscopes, but it is simply one of the ancient occultic arts of fortune-telling repopulized in the 20th century. Astrology falsely claims to have solutions to basic questions we all ask, including who am I and and what is going to happen in the future? You know, between 50 and 75% of the adult population of Western nations make some effort to read their horoscopes regularly. That's how deeply ingrained this occultic practice is. Yet astronomical and scientific bodies 
around the world have convincingly charged astrology and its claims as fraudulent and without scientific merit. Daniel 2, 2-47, uh, Daniel reveals, you can look it up later, Daniel 2, verses 2-47, to Daniel reveals the falseness and futility of the arts of the astrologers, magicians and soothsayers of Babylon when they try to in, in, interpret old King Neb's dream. They tried astrology, the stars, what are they saying? What are they saying about this dream? Daniel went to the Lord and said, what does the dream mean? And the Lord told him. Channeling. Voluntary spirit possession is probably the best explanation for this, this practice. A spirit enters the body and speaks as a spiritual guide to or through the person. Other names channelers for channelers includes mediums, spiritists, magicians, shamans, satanists, and gurus. Many such occultists have admitted that these spirits have tricked, lied, or injured their hosts. So people who channel a spirit, and you'll see this on television, channeling the spirit of this person or channeling, channeling, channeling the spirit, those people often get lots of pain and sickness hit them because they're dealing with the occult. And Satan hates them just like he, he hates the people they're trying to fool. It's not of God, obviously. Chiropractic. This will rattle a few cages. This was one of the most difficult subjects to gather truthful information about. However, it is now beginning to be uncovered by Christian doctors and writers around the world that it should correctly be called chiromancy which is a divination by hands. The basic idea is that most disease results from misaligned vertebrae, which causes nerve pressure. Now, there is a psychic component to chiropractic practices, and it's often called energy transfer from doctor to patient. Innate, I-N-N-A-T-E, is a basic chiropractic concept which is described as a primal source of energy or vital force or as the founder of chiropractic practices says D.D. Palmer innate is that intelligence which fills the universe see it's new age this is the impersonal force of eastern mysticism Star Wars the force Now, there are only a few chiropractors who operate exclusively in the area of spinal adjustment on a purely medical basis, and there appears to be nothing wrong with that. But those who practice energy healing or muscle tests, which is also called kinesiology, should be avoided. It's not of the Lord. Colour therapy, it's sometimes called radiothesia or chromotherapy. And this is a spiritistic method of diagnosis using a divining rod or pendulum. Treatment can include the use of particular colours for healing, diets based on zodiac charts of food or even meditating on particular colours with incantations. 
In-depth colour healing re requires occultic powers to observe the patient's aura and note the lack of specific colour. And there is no scientific basis to it. It is pure spiritism or sorcery. The largest number of colour therapy consultants per population is in New Zealand. And the largest amount are all in one Christian denomination that doesn't believe in healing by God. So instead of going to God for healing, this particular denomination over the years has gone to colour therapy or touch healing is another thing that they get involved in. It's witchcraft. Here's another one which is witchcraft, and this will surprise you. It's called homeopathy. Homeopathy claims to be based on remedies, mostly herbal, which produce certain symptoms in health and cure these symptoms in diseases of sickness. It's based on a theory called like cures like. If you suffer from rashes and what have you, when you get a bee sting, well, then they can take the venom from a bee and uh, then they d dilute it a thousand times and give it to someone who has those sort of rashes and they, they see them healed. I know a lot about homeopathy. My father was a homeopath, an in-depth homeopath. And we as children grew up under homeopathy. So I do know a lot about it. In case you've got any questions, they ask me afterwards. It also claims that the more diluted the remedy, the more powerful it becomes. And the key word is potentiation. P-O-T-E-N-T-I-A-T-I-O-N. Briefly, this means taking part of the minced herbs and, and nine parts of a natural base like water or alcohol and then shaking this by the hand to 30, to 100, to 1,000, to 1,500 times. They say the more you shake it, the more powerful the strength is. And yet when any scientist examines homeopathy, there is nothing there. Medical research has proved that homeopathy remedies bear no resemblance in their effects when compared to vaccine inoculations. That means there must be another reason why it works. And I've heard of homeopathy being used by farmers to cure cows that are sick and what have you. And it appears to work. Why does it work? There's nothing there. It has been diluted till there is there's not even a, um, what do you call it, an atom or whatever left. So why does it work when it does work? Yes, you've guessed it. The handshaking of the mixture is claimed to release dynamic energies, a cosmic vital force. So the healings are demonic. The founder, Samuel Hahnemann, was a follower of Confucius and deeply involved in the cultic and Eastern philosophy and Freemasonry. He was a grand master Freemason. His writing portrays a deep hatred towards Jesus Christ. Using homeopathy, 
you're following a philosophy designed by a hater of Jesus Christ. Herbal, herbal remedies, used as simple herbs, do have God-given healing properties. Ezekiel 47.12 speaks of leaves of healing, for example. The dangers begin when formulas, formulae are given by divination, divination again, or charms and incantations are spoken of the herbs in the collection or possessing. Now, I really needed to know the answer to this because I keep coming across... I kept coming across Christians that were involved in colour therapy or um, homeopathy or this, and they said, oh, there's nothing wrong with it, etc., etc. And one day I visited my mum and dad, and they're both sitting on the couch, we were watching TV, and I was just standing there, and a programme came on all about the alternative medicines. So, of course, dad was excited about that, and he was watching and listening, and it came to homeopathy. And they started to describe homeopathy. It's based on like cures like, and the philosophy. And, I, and it sounded so good. And I said, Lord, in, in my mind, is this, could this actually be okay? Is this of you? And the Lord said, no, it is witchcraft. Clear as a bell. So you could never, ever convince me to try homeopathy ever again because of what the Lord told me. But there's heaps of books about it, exposing it completely. And they're all on that website, Jubilee Resources, uh, books that totally expose the root of homeopathy. <sighs> Iridology. This is a method involving divination based on the 12 zones of the astrological zodiac in a person's eye. By looking at a person's iris, the practitioner attempts to see diseases in body organs. Now, a recent controlled medical study designed to give iridology practitioners an opportunity to prove their claims was very conclusive. They correctly diagnosed 18 out of 762 patients, less than 3% correct. So why would you trust anyone who is sick going to an iridologist with such a low chance of success? Iridology is a mixture, mixture of divination and guesswork. Reincarnation. I like this heading. The karma of hopelessness. There are two mainstreams of this belief. Buddhists believe that after death, souls rejoin the universal consciousness or the world soul in the same way as a drop of rainwater falls into the ocean. The Hindus believe that a person's soul moves from body to body in a birth-death-rebirth cycle. According to the law of karma, if you live a good life, you'll move into a higher life form, while a bad life is punished by going down the scale, so you could come back as a cow or a dog or even an insect, etc. This is the major reason why Hindus won't eat meat. It might be their grandmother. Karma is a Hindu method of spiritual accounting. Jan was in the car a few weeks ago with a couple of young college boys. And one college boy from Rural Y was saying, well, actually, I believe in, in evolution. Jan said, yep, fine. The other boy said, and I believe in reincarnation. 
And Jan couldn't resist. She said, well, God, I hope you don't come back as a frog. Our cat just, kill, just kills the frogs and we drop them down the toilet. Transcendental meditation. Transcendental meditation, this is usually taught as a non-religious meditation and this is a blatant lie. It is straight Hinduism. The English translation of the, the initiation puja or P-U-J-E or the ritual prayer that you say when you do transcendental meditation clearly states that the person is bowing down to 14 different Hindu deities and the teacher, Guru Dev, is bowed down to, as a deity, a deity, 17 times in the second part. This prayer that you chant is simply a hymn of worship in Sanskrit, Hindu language. The, one of the spokesmen for TM, which just swept the world, everyone doing TM through America and came through, came through New Zealand years ago, one of the top spokesmen said the entire mission of TM is to counter the ever-spreading demon of Christianity. He said that in 1981. Any Christian foolish enough to be practicing TM is jeopardizing their salvation and should repent and leave it immediately. Yoga. Rattle, rattle, rattle the cages. The word yoga comes from the Sanskrit yo and ga, man and God. And the aim is to bring union between them. Like TM, it is based firmly in Hinduism and every aspect has a spiritual purpose despite claims to the contrary. There is no yoga without Hinduism. It is the highest form, the very heart of it. The hope of immortality is yoga, says an advanced yoga instructor. The exercises are designed to move the serpent force of Kundalini. That's a demon. But Jan and I prayed over someone and they were delivered from the spirit of Kundalini not so long ago. Came up the spine, through the neck and came out of the top of the head. But in yoga, they think that thing is, is all right living in you. And they want to encourage it to come up the spine to the brain and manifest in the so-called third eye. Heard about the third eye? In the centre of the forehead. Look, if you need exercise, then do it. Climb toke. Your doctor, library or gym can give you some suggestions which don't involve worshipping Hindu demon gods. Other forms of divination and demon-attracting practices. Are we on schedule, Jan? Other forms of divination and demon-attracting practices. Dark flowers, biorhythms, clairvoyance, divining rods, hypnosis, numerology, martial arts, palm reading, pendulums, rebirthing, reflexology, seances, tarot cards, therapeutic touch, visualisation. They are all rooted in the occult. 
Now, God tells us in the Bible that there is no possibility of communication with the dead. In fact, in fact, to attempt to contact the dead is detestable to the Lord. So you never, ever get involved in seances. Look what 1 Timothy 4, 1 says. Now, the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times, some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. So how do we dismantle the demonic, new age, occultic strongholds that may have been over our lives or in our family members? One. The only answer is to fully surrender to Jesus Christ and the complete and willing renunciation of all what the Bible calls sin includes idolatry, divination, sorcery, witchcraft. In other words, repent from sin. If you've been in horoscopes in the past, you don't do it now. Repent for being in horoscopes in the past because you don't know what curse has come down your family line because you dilly-dallied, without realising it, in the occult. Repentance sets us free. How do we help others? Recognise that the battle is supernatural. Rational and theological arguments are not enough. Won't you try and sit down and argue with a, a New Age occultic down at WOMAD or somewhere. Very difficult unless, first of all, you bind the spirits which caused the deception before you share about Jesus. Before Jan and I and Pai here walked into a New Age um, show that was on with people doing different kinds of uh, tarot cards and healing and what have you, we bound the spirits before we went in. And then we went in and shared with people and, and gave them Jan's book because it's won an award from an organisation that uh, also awards occultic books and what have you. So we had a great story to tell. But we bound those things before we went in and we shook them off before we went out, or when we came out. Matthew 12, 28 to 29, Jesus said, But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has, has come upon you. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man, and then he will plunder the house? The other thing is, is to be authentic. Most New Ages are starved for relationships with ordinary people who have been transformed by God's extraordinary power, and they will know when they have found the real thing, when they see the love in your heart for them and the power of the Holy Spirit, especially if you pray for them. If, if you see them limping, you say, hey, you're limping there. I, would you, can I pray for you? Because they're New Age, they'll say, oh, yeah, sure, because they don't do anything. You pray for them and they're instantly healed. Boy, does that open their eyes. Because they've been trying to get occultic healing for months and nothing's happened. Break all occultic bondages by the authority which Jesus Christ gives all believers and through the power of his name and blood. Seek the ministry of God's supernatural power and deliverance of evil spirits. Guys, if you've been involved in occultic practices in the past and you, you, 
don't feel comfortable about it, having heard what I'm sharing, go to someone who knows what they're talking about, believes in the power of Jesus, and ask them to pray for you. And make sure you destroy all occultic objects and books, because that's what the Bible says to do. And separate from all contacts within occultic groups and practices. Because these will allow a foothold for Satan, and if not guarded against, will result in a worse spiritual bondage than before. You can read about that in Matthew 12.45. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we ask you to reveal to us where either ourselves or our family have been involved in New Age occultic beliefs and or practices. Father, open our eyes to those things so that we may come to you and repent for our involvement or the involvement of our family. Lord, we just, we repent for our families right now in Jesus' name. We repent for any sin and we repent especially, Lord, for the sin of, being, of touching the occult. And we know that your word says, Lord, that you are faithful to forgive us and cleanse us of all righteousness. So, Lord Jesus, we invite you to cleanse us of all unrighteousness and forgive our sins. Amen.